You're listening to the IBC Podcast, your international baseball career guide. Play ball! Now, here's your host, David Burns. This episode is brought to you by Sam Bat. Sam Bat has been the sponsor of the podcast since early 2015. They were the first ones on board. I swing Sam Bats myself, and I thoroughly enjoy them. What I love about Sam Bat is a guy that's always out on his front foot with the off-speed stuff, is that when you hit it off the end of the bat, it's not breaking. I've done it many a times in 2015. I've done it a few times already in 2016. And uh, yeah, no breaks, so I'm saving a lot of money by using Sam Bat. Well, at the same time, my 250 batting average is hovering over 300 these days because of Sambat. So whether you're a club looking for a team order or an individual looking for a change and you want to learn more about Sambats or want to put a Sambat in your hand, you can visit baseballjobsoverseas.com forward slash Sambat. This episode is brought to you by 3N2 where you can customize your team from head to toe, everywhere from uniforms to bags to hoodies to cleats, you name it. Also, for any individual baseball or softball product needs, you can contact the International Baseball Community, where we carry a variety of 3N2 products from turfs to trainers to cleats, pants, performance wear, umpire apparel, batting gloves and bags, you name it, we got it here. So give us a shout, or you can visit the website, baseballjobsoverseas.com forward slash 3N2. This episode is brought to you by Pocket Radar, in particular the ball coach, which we're now offering in Europe and Australia through the international baseball community. What I enjoy about it is the small size of it. It's quite a bit smaller than your iPhone, which makes it easy to hide if you don't want anyone to know that you're using a radar gun. Uh, Also, uh, if you were to do a little research on it, it has a four and a half star rating on Amazon, and that's mostly due to its accuracy. Uh, You can compare it to some of the major radar guns out there, and it's just as accurate. You can check out their YouTube video as well, which demonstrates that. It's easy to use and super user-friendly. You just throw it in your pocket, bring it with you to practice or to the game or on road trips, wherever you will need it. So if you're a coach or a club in Australia or Europe and you want to pick one up or learn more about it, you can head to www.baseballjobsoverseas.com forward slash pocket radar. Hey guys, this is episode number 62, and today I have Graham Vickers, who is the president of the Ainsley Bears, who compete in the Capital Territory State League in Canberra, Australia. We've been in correspondence for about two years now, and I've been sending players or helping him recruit players to play with the Ainsley Bears, and this interview is quite informative. Uh, He walks you through what the State League's all about and what it would mean to play in Canberra and more particularly or more specifically with the Bears. So without further ado, let's get on with this podcast number ep- uh, number 62. It was recorded back in uh, early 2015 prior to the 2015-16 season. So it's a little bit outdated, but I'm bringing it out uh, right now because it's a good time because a lot of these Australian clubs are in the process of recruiting players for the 2016-2017 season. And this gives you a taste of what they're looking for. Graham, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing great this morning. So you're about eight hours ahead there in Canberra, Australia. So uh, yeah, I'm on a sun on a sunny afternoon now. Yeah, yeah. It's a foggy morning here in Austria, in 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 Europe here. <laughs> so uh, I I do I do anything to switch you there right now. Now that's 
the variety is very important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to have foggy mornings because I know I get sunny afternoons. Yeah, I hear you. Um, okay, well, I just wanted to get you on here today and, and ask you a little bit about the club. And um, First of all, what's your role with the Ainsley Bears? Uh, I'm currently the president. I've been president uh, a number of the number of times over the last 20 years, I suppose, and I'm currently in the job for the last three or four years. Okay, great. And um, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the, the history of the club? Um, maybe start off with um, the popularity, popularity of the sport in Canberra and how it's grown, how you've seen it grown over the years. Yeah, well, uh, our club's the oldest in town. It's uh, uh, coming up to 57 years old, I think, so it's been around for quite a while. Yeah. Um, it's grown immensely in, in that time, of course. We um, we started out with just a couple of teams, and they, originally they were only uh, senior men's teams, but uh, about when I got introduced to the club uh, 45 years um, they started growing juniors. Uh, we've introduced... Introduced a lot of the junior players. The junior numbers have really swelled, and so have the seniors. So now the league in Canberra has got uh, six clubs along the same structure as ours. So it's a uh, a club based competition where each club has a number of teams. And mm-hmm. for instance, our t- our club has seven men's teams, mm-hmm. and that, wow. they go down from a, a a very strong competition where our international players are involved to people who just want to play socially younger guys that are just making a transition from junior baseball to seniors and some older guys. So mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a fairly good, strong pyramid structure. That's great. And uh, do you have uh, many of your youth, do they make it up to the ABL or, or overseas to the U.S. for college ball? Yeah, there's, there's quite a strong um, pathway here in Canberra. Uh, developed over the last 10 years or so, probably even more than that, where guys with uh, the right ability and the right application can uh, can see their way all the way through to signing professional contracts. Mm-hmm. They go through to college, and some of, uh, some of the local players compete in the ABL as well, the Australian Baseball League. Yeah, great. So... Um so you said there's six teams in the league. How competitive is the league from top to bottom? Do you, is it quite? Can any can any team win in any given year? Or um, it, it it goes in in rolls in waves. You know, usually a, a, a club will get uh, will be a on a sort of a high roll for a few years, then there's, you know, there's a bit of attrition in the, the playing quality and unless they uh, have a good junior program bringing their own younger players through and or introducing quality uh, overseas players, they might slide for a couple of years before the, the you know, the penny drops again and or the, you know, the, the club gets motivated to, uh, to really make a major improvement. But uh, generally here out of six clubs last year, I think um, any team could beat anybody on a given day. It's a matter about being consistent how your, how your season pans out. Yeah. So do you find that a lot of um, success stories of Australian players uh, out of Canberra, do you find a lot of these guys are coming home? Uh, during the Australian summer, maybe they, uh, um, or sorry, I should say, during the Australian winter, which is the summer in uh, North America, do you find a lot of them are coming home after college and, and playing ball uh, um, during the winter there? 
Yeah, well, um, there's a little of that. The guys that are at college tend to have a bit of a limited impact. You know, they might be here for a, a very short space in the season because our season goes for uh, six months. Mm-hmm. So it start, starts in October, finishes at the end of March or early April. So, you know, they've got college commitments outside that. But when they're, when they're finished at college or when they're finished with uh, their 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 full stint at Pro Bowl, they generally come back, come back and slot back into the club baseball scene again. Yeah, that's, that's the beauty of it. You guys can play year round, and I can I can just see uh, a lot of college guys coming back with with that extra experience, and and the younger players just feeding off of that. And um, so it's a great situation there in Australia, being able to play year round. Um, so how how big a role do imports play in the league? As far as um, you know, are, are all clubs importing and yeah, let's. Um, the current situation is, I think every club is has those. We started uh, our program about thirty years ago. We were the first club in town. We became very unpopular because we were doing it, um, but the 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 impact that it made on the quality of the competition over a period of years was enormous. So that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we when we started it, we were the, probably the bottom club, yeah. um, and we needed a bit of extra depth. And we recognised that uh, we didn't have them within our own ranks, so we went out to try and find them. It took a couple of years to get going, and then uh, once we established that sort of uh, pathway, uh, other clubs have taken it on board, and more recently, every club is doing it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are there limits within the league? Well, I know there are, but how, what are the limits within the league? Uh, depending on, on where you finished on the table uh, in the previous season, it's 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 uh, um, weighted to uh, the clubs that are on, in the bottom of the standings the season before. But generally, there's a very good, very wide acceptance of uh, the role of the imported players here. Um, we can't have we can't have any more than three, um, and we generally try at, unless it's a exceptional year for our own players. We generally have uh, our three players. We'll have three. Some other clubs uh, had one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just depends how you how you gauge your current climate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are, are you allowed all three on the field at a time, or do they do they have the similar yeah. rule that most leagues have, which is two? No, we've got no restrictions. Okay, interesting. Um, are you typically look for certain positions every year, or does that change year to year? Uh, well, generally, it's um, every club needs pitching. Mm-hmm. So, one of the first people on the list every year is at least one pitcher or players that can pitch, mm-hmm. players with a bit of um, a bit of depth in their positional play and who can pitch. Then, depending on the positions that you have in the club, uh, you know, everyone likes to be strong up the middle. Of course, if you yep. if you don't have a strong catcher, we look for a catcher. But you know, fortunately, we've got a couple of good guys in the club now. Um, and so we've we've gone for guys uh, who can pitch and with a bit of versatility in the field. Okay, I, I find that a lot of the guys on my website that play first base or they play in the outfield they have difficulty taking their career overseas. Um, yeah, is that typically just because you know unless they have a huge bat, no one's really looking for those positions. It seems. 
Yeah, that's that'd be that's very realistic. Uh, you know, I always say there's a queue of guys wanting to play first base here. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the older guys who who just can't cover the ground in the outfield, who we still want in the team because they they can hit and they add a lot to the team. It's hard to put those guys out, and they've um, you know they have difficulty playing other posi- positions that we can quite easily fill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good outfielders are hard to come by too. Occasionally, we'll be wanting to get a, a quality outfielder, but hitting is very important. Even our pitchers, we've found that uh, some of the guys that come out just to pitch, once they start doing a bit of P- BP and the blood starts to flow again, yeah. they uh, they enjoy a part of the game that they thought they'd forgotten, and so they end up some being at some of our better hitters sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I definitely it's the it's the way what I tend to find is in Europe and in Australia these clubs are looking for utility guys, guys that are going to pitch and and be able to help out uh, with the offense as well. Um, but that's not necessarily the case. If you can come in and and you know shove the ball, then I, I'm pretty sure you're going to find a club somewhere. So what what Absolutely. do you what do you typically look for in an import? Like, does it matter uh, whether they're a college player or a pro player? Um, um, and yeah, if you could give us a little information about what you what your ultimate import player may yeah. be. Well, uh, generally, I, I've I've said if in the in the most recent years that uh, nearly pro, pro experience is necessary. Um, and having said that, if you get a guy that's just out of college who's got the necessary to to make it into some sort of pro baseball, then you consider them as well. That they've got to be sort of at, at the top of the pack, if you like. Um, there are so many applicants for these positions; you really get to choose through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, as apart from the baseball playing, it's the the personality of the guys, the way they conduct themselves. They've got. You know, become an ambassador for the game and for our sport, for the sport across the community, uh, for our club. So, you know, we can find a lot of people who can play baseball, but don't, trying to find good people that, that can uphold the same sort of standards as we're trying to promote, that's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. I'm glad you said that because, you know, if you if you are looking for pro guys and a lot of pro guys have no idea what's, what the uh, state leagues in Australia are about um, and that they, you know, the only thing they're they're familiar with is is the pro baseball in the states and and uh, how those clubs operate and things are a little different in Australia. Uh, when are you guys playing? Like, how often are you practicing? Um, you know, there's clubs run by volunteers. Games are on. Yep. Games are on weekends only, or do you play occasionally during the week? Or we we play. Our schedule involves games nearly every midweek, so we'll play every weekend. And we'll play nearly every in midweek. So we'll either play Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday after we play Sunday. So, but it's only twice a week. So there's a bit of downtime. You practice as well. You make uh, contributions into the to the broader club. So we get these guys helping out with our junior programs, trying to develop our local players. And then the guys also need to work because we don't pay anybody to play. Mm-hmm. We, we provide a really good um, living opportunity for them. They live with families. Uh, they get a lot of things provided for them. They don't have a lot of costs, but they also need some income. So mm-hmm. we arrange uh, job interviews for these guys or really jobs as long as they 
go to work, keep their nose clean and work. They get paid pretty good money over here. Um, so there's got to be a balance between their baseball commitment their, and their life and employment commitment as well. So that's a, a difficult thing for the real pro guys to come at, but um, yeah. most of them really enjoy it. It's a they start to enjoy their baseball and, you know, they, they know they're going to be playing with your team next week and the week after either. But they, they, as pro guys, don't know where they're going to be playing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's an, a sense of security for them. They know where they're going to be for yeah. the next so long. So, uh, But they do have – that is that is a good thing. They need to come with the frame of mind that, okay, it's, it's an experience, not just baseball. They're there to work hard and help out and be an ambassador of the game. And that's the message I keep trying to deliver through the website – to anyone looking to come to Europe uh, or Australia to the state leagues there. And uh, I know a lot of guys are, are big on, oh, I want to play in the ABL, I want to play in the ABL, and and some of them are trying to do that through the state leagues. Um, how do you how do you deal with those guys? Because sometimes those guys yeah. are appealing, and they are nice guys, they have good backgrounds, but they want to they want to use your club to get into the ABL or at least get some exposure to the ABL. Yeah, that's that's a pretty difficult relationship because there's a fair bit of, of uh, time conflict, time and energy conflict, if you like, there, yeah. where the ABL guys are playing, uh, they play four days uh, series, they train as well, so that limits their working capacity, they can't get jobs that... Mm-hmm put in enough hours to earn some money. Uh, the games will conflict with club games. So generally, we, we just don't – we have this completely separate relationship where they they get their guys, we get our guys. There has been a little bit of to and fro. We, we helped them out a couple of years ago when they came up desperately short at Christmas when uh, when we had a club break. We, we don't play for about three or four weeks over Christmas. They were short on personnel and they asked us if a couple of guys could help. So we helped in that situation, but generally – I say we can't. We we just we're di- different animals. We we yeah. um, have different requirements. Yeah. Well, that's a difficult thing. If you bring a guy over to to help your club, and then he's gone within a couple of weeks, you know that's that's not an easy situation. So, um, now, yep. Yeah, sorry. That that can lead to a lot of problems with, with the uh, the future of any program in a club when they get yeah. burned like that and everyone sort of makes arrangements for these guys and they help them out and yeah. they look forward to having them here and then they walk out the door then they say well, what you know do we really need to do this yeah but fortunately most guys are really understanding i'm very upfront when i start talking to them i say this is not the abl and you come if you come to us you won't be able to play in the abl yeah um, mm-hmm. You know, there could be some some exposure there down the down the track, and and you know that it's a lot of it revolves around uh, the capacity of guys to be be here on the right visa as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the working visa, the and the, the sponsored visas are, are difficult to come by. Uh, the the straight up visa that most guys can come on is fairly easy to get, mm-hmm. but you can only get that once for twelve months. Yeah, and that's the difficulty. If if the player wanted to come back a second year, then they need a sponsor, or uh, is that how it works they can get a specialized sponsored visa but um and that is a that's got a lot of commitment on both sides mm-hmm. um of, of that equation it's and that's a that's a tedious pro through um yeah. and you know really unless um you know and some guys don't even need and the main thing is the employment yeah that that they they can get a visa where they can get 
paid they can get paid by anybody but you know we've had a couple of guys over the years who have returned who didn't need employment yeah. um, you know they had different circumstances uh, one guy was do, extending his study and he could do that online yeah. outside baseball hours mm-hmm. and life doesn't cost you very much here in a club situation people look after you a lot yeah um, so yeah if, especially if they enjoyed their time the first year, and so it's always good to retain a guy a, a second year or something like that if you can, especially if they're coaching a youth team. And uh, it's nice to have a little consistency there. And um, how, what about the flights? I know that anyone listening is probably wondering: Are my flights paid? Um, do they have to pay their own flight over? Uh, a situation we have is the guys pay their own flights, mm-hmm. um, and that we've developed that over, as I said, over more than thirty years of uh, working out the equation. That gives them a bit of control over what they do and lessens our exposure to that mm-hmm. uh, as a as an upfront cost. But over the course of a season, we help out the guys with uh, some um, some contribution towards their flights we don't pay their whole flight by the end but you know we sort of meet in the middle over the flights mm-hmm. okay great and uh let's talk about the location and the lifestyle like uh, off the field and, and where they're living like what's going on in canberra is this a, a destination that most guys in their young or their mid-20s are, are you know would enjoy themselves yeah, look, the guys, the guys that come here really have a ball. It's like, uh, it's, I call it like a big town. It's 400,000 people, so it's got a mix of everything. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a university town. I think there's about four different universities here. So there's a bit of an, a nightlife thing. It's not, uh, it's not Sydney or Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not a million, million or two million or three million plus, but it's a very livable city. It, it's often voted one of the most livable cities in in Australia. Yeah. Uh, it's got a, ni- a nice climate, nice and dry. It's only an hour and a bit to some of the best beaches in the world if you yeah. like the beach. Yeah. So you can get down there for a day. Some of the guys have. They've taken off for free weekends when we had the break and slept on the beach under the stars for a couple of days and go fishing and all that sort of stuff. And that's only an hour and a half away. So um, it's it's a clean, really clean, um, easy living town where there's very low unemployment. Um, you know, most of the guys are amazed when I say the first furthest we have to go to a game is 20 minutes. You know, yeah. we've got six teams in town, 20 minutes anywhere, and you're at their field. That's great. <laughs> Unlike here in Austria, Aust- uh, Austria, I should say, I'm getting, yeah. I, even I'm getting confused. Um, yeah, here in Austria, it's a small country in the middle of Europe, but uh, some some of the teams in the top league are on the far west, and some are on the far east, and they're traveling eight hours to each other. Luckily, yeah. we're in the middle, but you know our shortest road trip is two and a half hours. So uh, yeah. I can, I would, I'd love to be back in the day of uh, twenty minutes. <laughs> so and that's a piece of cake. So I'm trying to get an idea, like I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture of what their typical week would be like. So first of all, where would they, what kind of jobs usually are they, are you able to get them? Uh, they're, they're, they're able to work with whoever they choose, but uh, we, we've got a very good, a strong affiliation with one of the major sports clubs in town and it's got uh, three separate facilities, including restaurants and bars. They've got a golf course and a football field. Uh, so they've got a pretty large requirement of, of staff, a lot of casual staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do. So these guys can get jobs in the cellar. They can be uh, loading up cool rooms full of the stock. They can unload trucks. They work behind the bar. They do tables in the 
restaurant. Um, some of the guys helped construct the golf course years ago. So yeah. they can do anything uh, around the whole range of employment possibilities within a, a large sporting club, but they can also work for anybody else. So um, and in Australia, the, the joy of employment here is that there's a minimum hourly rate. You don't work for tips. Anybody that's got a job earns pretty good money. So yeah. all, they, all they have to do is... is be keen about the work, take up hours when they're offered to them and they become a consistent employee. And as I said, the club that we have a relationship with loves our baseballers. Every year they say, when are the baseballers coming? <laughs> cool. They add, a, a, they add a little spice. Great. And that, yeah, the minimum wage is like 20 an hour, I heard. So it's something around that. Yeah. That's great. And, you know, the, yeah. And Most also- of our guys take that. At the end of the season, they take money with them. Yeah, well, that's the thing is even if they have to pay the majority of their flights, uh, they're going to be earning some good money. Uh, they're going to be living in Australia, playing baseball. Uh, you know, you, you can't can't go wrong there. And uh, I know that they get a good three to four weeks off at, at Christmas time, so they could either A, go home, or B, uh, do what many choose to do, which is travel. Um, so that's that's another option as well. Yeah, I've had some guys that look. Some of them work because there's quite a bit of work because everybody else wants to be on holiday. Mm-hmm. And then I've had some guys that have arranged some amazing holidays. They just pick every spot on the compass and hit it for a month. Yeah. Um, some guys have been to uh, into Asia for for the few weeks. Some have been to done a road trip in New Zealand. Um, so it's really it's, the imagination is you know, is boundless. You just yeah. what do you what do you want to do? Yeah, you can go and do it. Yeah, for sure. And I heard that the flights are pretty cheap if you wanted to go to Indonesia, for example. Or yeah, uh, yeah it's pretty easy getting into Thailand and Indonesia. There, there's uh, always good cheap seats available. How how far a drive is it to uh, Sydney, for example, or Melbourne? Yeah, from from here, it's uh, just on three hours to Sydney, down a, yeah. straight down the highway. Easy drive. You nearly go to sleep. It's so easy. And yeah. and Melbourne's uh, a bit further. It's about seven and a half. Okay. Again, straight down the highway. So we're we're not quite in the middle, but we're between the two. Oh. Well, coming from Canada, that's that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, I yeah, I wanted to ask you, um, for example, like we get a lot of guys that. Um, Either they get a late start on trying to find uh, a club in Australia, um, or maybe they don't have quite the the player background that some that others may have. Maybe their statistics uh, in college weren't top of the line. However, they they uh, are passionate coaches or player coaches, and they want to work with kids. If I'm just uh, if someone were to walk onto your baseball field one day and say. I'm, I flew in, I got a working visa, uh, is it possible to play with your second or third division club and coach a youth team? Could you get, could, would you take on somebody like that or would you be able to help them out in any way with accommodations? Because I get a number of guys that we put in the walk-on section that kind of fit that description where, um, you know, they've, they have a lot of coaching experience and, and they want to jumpstart a coaching career overseas but also continue to play a bit. Yeah, it's it's probably a, that sort of thing. We're we're open to that. I mean, we've had some guys that have come out as uh, as friends of people in the club that haven't played in our top team. Um, but if 
it's all about the balance in the club. You've got mm. you know, everyone that everyone that plays in our team pays money. Yeah. They pay they pay a lot of money to play in our club. So they, they there's an expectation of game time, but there's also an expectation that we want to be a very competitive club. So we understand at the top of our club that's the way it goes. The other guys come in, you know, one or two one one or two guys usually don't upset too many people. They you know, the right guy walks in and, and he's pulling his weight around the club, he just becomes a normal like a normal guy off the street, if you like. As you said, they they walk in, look after themselves. We may you know, we can they develop their own relationships, people will help them out. Yeah. Uh, there is you know, so there is a bit of a an opportunity for there for those guys and it really is about the way they present themselves, what the, how they what they say they've got to offer a club and and how they come across in uh, not just the 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 spoken word, but in the written word, the things that uh, you know, you guys are getting pretty good at, at producing a, a a good picture of people. You outline all of their their uh, experiences, whether it's at college, whether it's pro stuff, um, and you've expanded your your um, capacity there, there to such an extent that you can find out anything you want about people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, that's the and you've thing, got people it- at, at every level. In the end, I think it does come down to meeting the guy, whether it's like this on Skype or um, face-to-face or getting a feel for their personality as well. It's, it's huge. And I agree. Like if a guy um, were to walk in, you know, or a walk-on import were to, to come to your field, I think it's a matter of does the guy – would the guy pull his weight? You, you know, right away was he asking, you know, where can I help out? You know, uh, what yeah. what kind of guy and would he be a good fit? And I don't think anybody would complain if somebody came in there and really brought all that energy and a ton of enthusiasm and, uh, you know, was an ambassador to the game. I think uh, they could find a home absolutely. somewhere in Australia. Yep, absolutely. Great. It's all, all about what they add. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Well, I think you've you've painted a very good picture of what's going on there, and and you know I appreciate the the time. Uh, do you have any um, uh, last minute tips for any guys looking to take their career over to Australia, or more particularly to uh, Canberra? Yeah, um, just don't be afraid to try. Put yourself out there with the best possible tools that you can, and and your site, David, has done wonders in the last few years. It's grown from a. Um, a basic connection tool many years ago up to a complete service where everything can be verified. It's about making connections with people in the end. Uh, you know, I used to start out just ringing random people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me weeks to get somebody that would talk to me sometimes. But now you people that contact you or put themselves out there, you know, still get a lot of uh, um like off the cuff emails, people that are not affiliated with your site, but yeah. uh, they, you know, they're motivated. They want to get involved and and to really, you know, put themselves out there in the best possible light and understand what they're getting into here. Yeah. Uh, and be contactable. That's the other thing. If I ever find somebody that I'm the least bit interested in, uh, I get on the phone straight away. I'm on the phone within ten minutes, if, as long as the time of day is right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is kind of the pro, the complaint that I get from clubs sometimes that these guys don't answer their their emails or whatever the case is, and um, so now that's what actually that's probably another step we can go with the verified profile is we can put in different ways of contacting them, um, you know, because sometimes they just these young guys these days they don't use email really so much, so um, yeah, and, yeah, and I just uh, yeah I, I think it's it's. We're, we're tweaking it every day and it's getting a little better and 
Um, the verified section will always be full with guys that you know um, are, are available um, or were recently available. Maybe they recently got signed, but uh, where we've done those background checks and and we've contacted uh, references and even guys that aren't on the reference list, sometimes even opponents. Uh, so we've done some pre-screening. You still need to do your due diligence, but we've done a lot of the pre-screening before you, so you can kind of roam through there uh, a little bit. Uh, more comfortably than you would maybe a forum somewhere. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's probably my only comment was uh, the the currency of the players on the site. When I contacted a few guys, and there's a few guys I know that are, that are, that I can see there that I know are, are going somewhere already or not going at all. Um, and that's probably you know my comment for you is if you can put under offer or something to just to ju- just notify people that you know, this guy's probably not available and because for every guy that's not available there's probably twenty guys that are so we yeah. just need to be wor- working on the positive the guys that's still looking for a spot and. Uh, still available to go yeah yeah that's the next step um a lot of the verified guys um we are in touch with regularly but yeah uh, it's 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 difficult to be in touch with every guy and find out when they've signed and uh we we encourage them to let us know when they've signed somewhere yeah. or um yeah. but that's that's the next step we need to get to is is to keep that as updated yeah. as possible you're probably the last person on their mind once they've got a trip to Australia. Like, yeah, who? <laughs> yeah, who's, exactly. who's David Burns? Exactly. So, <laughs> and uh, the the managers, the other manager managers that you um, you've involved, uh, do a great job too. I had a lot of feedback on the guys I got this year um, yeah. on that process. They were always saying, "How's it going? What are you up to?" And you know, they were a very good intermediary. Oh, I'm really, really happy with the guys that I have working with me. Yeah. Uh, they're really motivated. They love doing it, and um, you know, it's and they're and they're young, and they're on they're young and energetic, and they just they just it's kind of like the young college guy looking for the job. These guys are fresh out of college and and just loving doing it. So and they know their stuff. So it's it's great. Yeah. They got good backgrounds and so I lucked out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, you've obviously put in a lot of hard work over the years. How long have you been doing it? Uh, I started doing this in 2012 and it was more as a hobby at first. Um, I was just fiddling around with WordPress websites, learning how to do them and and I always had this idea in the back of my head to do this because of the club that I play for in Austria. that we always struggled finding imports every year and I didn't get as involved. I, I, you know, had a full-time job and I have kids. And so I didn't really get as, as involved as, uh, until the, you know, around 2010, 11 in finding imports. And it was such a pain in the butt, (laughs) you know, to really do all the emailing and, and interviewing and trying to get all the information necessary to make a good decision. It was difficult. Uh, And at that time there was really only one place that you can find guys that are looking to go overseas. And it was a forum on Mr. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I saw all that. (laughs) And I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make a website one of these days. If I could, if I only knew how to make a website and, uh, and then uh, I just happened to be on holidays in Canada, uh, b- back home, and and someone I knew told me about WordPress, and 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 so I just created this social network. It was pretty. It wasn't that difficult. It took a lot of hours and headaches, and um, during uh, 
my downtime. Um, but you know, slowly but surely, the I tweaked things as they as you know as it developed, and next thing you know, we we have a full blown social network, and it's just been a lot of fun. And uh, I kept getting requests from clubs and players to get more involved in the connection between the two usually at first i just put it up there as a platform and anyone could sign up and yeah and uh, it's slowly developed into a little bit of a business now and and now we're you know now i've brought a couple guys on board and and now we're you know continuing to uh, make those connections or help make those connections and get more involved with it uh, look, it's excellent. I, I can see, you know, I, I didn't realise it's only been three years, but uh, I can see I must have been looked three. I think I got a guy off your site. Must have been in your first year, mm-hmm. um, and I can see the changes you've made and the work that you put in to make the difference. And really, for those guys, you've opened up the world for them. I, um, yeah. I really, t- I've enjoyed doing it from my end. You know, so we've had about. 50 or 60 guys here virtually live they're my kids that have been here yeah. uh, over the years now we're, you know we're go, going to their weddings and they're going to their to their christenings we're going you know we're off to New York uh, in two weeks to go to to actually a, a player that came out his sister's wedding she's become part of our family so that's <laughs> that's that's how the baseball world works and, yeah. and you've been a big part of putting those people together I, I really tip my hat to you oh thanks I appreciate it and I, you know I get a lot of I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it myself I live vicariously through through these guys I, I love hearing their stories and writing about it and interviewing them and hearing about it uh you know i'm the you know it's, it's basically i'm just trying to give guys the opportunity that i had and and i got to you know now i'm in the center of europe you know i live here year round but uh you know it's 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 an experience that not a lot of people get to have and i wanted to kind of share that with everybody that hey there's these opportunities out there to travel and play baseball and 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 yeah it's amazing because it's not just uh pro baseball or bust yeah you know these are guys that have turned another corner and opened another page and all of a sudden their world their world and their life changes um and it's a fantastic thing to see i'm you know and i i like the way on your site now you're you're promoting some of the life stories of these guys and Mm -hmm. and some of these guys that know that they're not going to get a pro contract uh can say oh that could be me i I can give this a shot and you know you've opened the door for them yeah, it's it's it really is the it's it tends to be the website for guys that have made you know that have a lot of skill and maybe you know were were not given the right opportunity in the states and and have been struggling through the lower pro ranks and and you know this is an opportunity for them to continue their career and see some of the world and you know it's it's great and I love writing those stories about them I, I I've I've actually reduced my hours at my job significantly <laughs> so that so that I can do this full time. So this will, starting uh, this September is the first time I actually get to do this as my job. Uh, you know more so than than before. You know I was a full time teacher and athletic director, and I, I was doing this on the side. And <laughs> so now I, I'm doing it full time for the first time. So I, I think it's only going to get better from here. Oh, great. Well, look, anything I can do for you, you know, I, uh, I shot you off a reference for after last year. Those guys did well for us. Um, and, you know, I hope this works for you too. Great. Thanks, Graham. I appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll be in touch. No worries. All right. Good luck this upcoming season. Thanks, Dave. Good on you. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. 
That wraps up episode number 62. I want to thank Graham for taking the time to interview with me and inform us all about the Angeli Bears and the Capital Territory State League. Any of you listening who are in Europe right now and you need any quality bats, I am selling sound bats as well as 3-in-2 turf shoes and cleats, uh, also a quality product, and the Pocket Radar, a very handy cell phone sized radar gun that is very accurate as accurate as any of the other ones on the market uh, and you can just read about them online google it and you'll see for yourself a quality product with great reviews you could contact me at international baseball community at gmail.com with any questions until next time we'll catch you on episode number 63 take care everybody